Hey y'all. What's up, ladies? What's up? What's hey. up? What's up? Y'all, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Audacity Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Warren, with my co-host. Jamie Lee. Jamie, what's been up? How what's are up, you? How am I? What's um, new? What's going on with me? Um, nothing much. Oh, I've been watching shows. Bored in the house, sitting in the house, bored. Yep, yep. Um, oh, I put a fence up. You put a fence up. Okay, so no, I I hired a guy. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I, said, I, didn't know you did, I didn't know you did stuff like I that. I do not. I didn't know you were no. a woodworker. No, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, 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 I. Well, I am, depending on who you ask. But that's, hey, I'm sorry, ladies. How y'all doing? <laughs> we have two very special guests with us on the Audacity. We have the ladies from Breaking the Narrative. Break the Narrative, y'all. Hey, What's y'all. up? Hey, hey. How y'all doing? So we have Simone and Alicia. Uh, this is a podcast mashup. Bro. Yo, podcast <laughs> mashup. First ever in history. This is the first for y'all. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, I mean, just with everything going on. Sit your white ass down. Yeah, it is right there. Audacity. Um, tell the people a little about yourself. We'll start with Simone. So there's really not much to it. I'm pretty boring. Um, I'm a mom. I got two kids, ten and five. Um, and I just be chilling. Like I'm just real. I'm originally from California, been in Georgia for I don't know how long. Are like you uh, Sacramento, California? I am actually. Oh, okay. Boom. I'm like, I'm I like, hey, are you psychic? Do you do my research, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we talked about stalking on the because well, I was, I was really confused. I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> I got uh low friends in high places. That's all you gotta know. Okay. But yes, that is correct. I am. <laughs> All right, Sacktown. What's up, Alicia? Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay. What? Um, <laughs> go ahead. We see you over there eating something. What are you eating? What are you eating? <laughs> I got to get back on my diet tomorrow, y'all, because I, I, so is my birthday weekend. Right now? So I'm eating some pe- butter pecan ice cream. Okay. You better cheat while you can. Get the ice cream in. Okay. Because tomorrow, tomorrow I'm back on it. But anyway, y'all, my name is Alicia. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I am, I'm born and raised in Georgia. I have two sons, Coda and Ethan. Um, They drive me crazy, but I love them to death. I can't imagine life without them. And what else? Um... What else did y'all want to know? If y'all didn't know, Warren is my blood brother. I mean, you can't tell. But look at the faces, though. Like, y'all can't tell the face? Yeah. Yeah. They got the same face. That's my blood brother. (laughs) You think so? I I also think all light-skinned people look alike, so I didn't really notice. So, Simone, you're our sister, too, I guess, because, you know, he said that all light-skinned people look alike. It's in the cheekbones. It's not light-skinned, remember? Yeah, I'm dark-skinned. Oh. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, tell the people a little bit about your podcast. What is Break the Narrative about? So you don't know you. It don't matter. 
How about the one with the uh, the background of the Break the Narrative podcast? <laughs> so Break the Narrative, if y'all can see, Break the Narrative. Um, well, Break the Narrative really started because we are two moms navigating this world, two young moms, because we're, you know, under, well, 30 and under, early 30s, just trying to navigate and figure things out and just talking about our qualms co-parenting, because it, it's not easy. Um, and that's really how it all started. And we just wanted to break that narrative that co-parenting has to be as difficult as people make it to, because it doesn't have to be. If everybody just mind their business, it'll be real easy. Very easy. But we're not stopping there. We're breaking all these raggedy narratives out here. We're breaking them all. Uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we I talk about that. relationships. We talk about every single thing that you can think of. I love that. Speaking of mothers, since we have two wonderful mothers here, these were the guests we were supposed to have on Mother's Day, y'all. Um, but Mother's Day, you know, was ruined by Corona. Corona was like, I'm the only mother that matters. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, sorry, sorry. Corona, man. We had a whole lineup. I'm sure you guys had probably plans for you guys' this podcast um, over this, you know, this, this year, this summer. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we were planning to have you guys on, obviously, right? So, um, but, you know, this is just one of the things that we're bringing back, yes. you know, in, in a different kind of way. Mother's Day redo. So how was you guys Mother's Day? Shout out to the mothers. Shout out to all the wonderful moms around the world. Motherhood is so many different emotions. I think people don't even realize, but we get the damn thing done. Mo- more Majority of us, we do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother's Day was good. Mother's Day was real chill. Like, I don't, I was like, are we supposed to go to Kaka House? Y'all went over there, right? I didn't. I don't remember. I really don't. Mother's Day this year was trash. To be, if we being real honest, <laughs> which we at, which we are. Yes, yes. Mother's oh. Day was trash. Like I had to hoot and holler and rant and rave to get a funky ass picture drawn. Like, can I get a picture? Can I get a Happy Mother's Day? Can I get a pat on the back? Can I get a bowl of cereal? Can I get something? Mm, no love. So, no, I had to raise hell to get it. So, I I I think me Cody, I think Cody Ethan and I went took mom out to eat or something. My mom out to eat. I don't know. We did something, but I, it was just very chill. So I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I definitely just sent my mom some money and was like, "Happy Mother's Day." Yeah. The um, Mother's Day. I mean, I don't know. The, those holidays are always kind of a, a like a little bit weird to me, just because. You know, we, we think about like Mother's Day and, you know, Father's Day also, right? But the idea that we just celebrate moms on the one day, you know, is, is the same kind of idea of like, you know, Valentine's Day and all these other things. Like, why this commercial reason to, you know, show love or care for somebody that um that is important throughout the whole the whole year? Yeah, no, that, that's big facts. Like, um, I, I stubbed my toe once on uh, the corner of my nightstand and, um, that was so painful. I couldn't imagine having a fucking child. Yeah. And so, like, y'all, for all the stub toe Negroes, y'all need to be making sure you shout out your moms more than just on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so, are you ladies ready? We're about to get the podcast started. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I do have one thing. Go ahead. Um, I forgot. I have these two beautiful women here. Warren, how are you, how are you doing? 
Oh my goodness, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to ask you that question. I forgot to recap. I'm, I'm such me. a jerk. I, no, I apologize. No, no, it's it's me. No, man, it's me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? I'm good. I um last time we were on the podcast, I was talking about uh, dating woes, and I have I have decided that I I don't know if like trying to date in this pandemic is a great idea. Um, one because I don't want the virus. Too, because niggas seem to be a virus. Um, so yeah, I don't. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, <laughs> I think I just need, you know, a vaccine for for it all. Um, but besides that, I've been chilling. Yeah. You know, Fuck looking for, looking for a new job, doing stuff like that. That's it. Thank you. For that's asking. it, and that's all. No, no problem. Okay, first up. Let's do it. On the Audacity's list, Kanye West and his live tweets. Now, mm-hmm. ladies. I don't know if you saw, we talked about this in the last podcast, he had his campaign conference in South Carolina, and, you know, he was very all over the place, he was crying, talking about he almost killed his daughter, Mm -hmm. and then he said some things about Harriet Tubman, and he, like, um, yelled at a black woman wearing a mask in the the crowd, just a lot of really, you know, like, sad-looking things, and then he started to live tweet. Did you guys see any of the tweets? He was live tweeting. I did. Yeah. Sad to watch, honestly, for me. It is. For me, I thought that I was like, at first, I was like, okay, somebody's hacking his account. Maybe somebody's playing. But then I deal with so many mental health patients. So I know what it looks like. I know what it is, especially when you're not in your right mind. And we have a whole pod at the hospital for mental health. We actually have a facility in the back of the hospital when they leave the pod to go to mental health. So for me, I was just like, that's crazy. Like people don't, I mean, his close friends, his family, like whoever, like, and I get it. Like you cannot, the person has to be willing, but at some point. Me too. I'm very surprised. surprised, Yeah. I was really surprised that she spoke out. Like, but I, I was actually happy though, that she said a statement because it's like at the end of the day, that is your, that's your, you know, your, um, your husband. And your she's hurting. And it's sad. They got all these kids together. And then he's acting like this. It, I mean, it's really sad. But at the same time, there's so, only so much that she, can, she do. can do. Exactly. And they, and people don't need to do backlash towards her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day. Because Kanye was acting like this before they was together, he was, was he acting, not? Yes, he's been bipolar from for how long? This is not something that just came overnight. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think one of my thoughts on it, I guess at least, is the idea that the Kardashians um, get paid to be on TV, right? Um, so, and they get paid to put out, you know, content uh, consistently, like, you know, just on a continual basis, you know, season by season. And, you know, what Kanye needs is to not be a part of any of that, like, spotlight or, um, just any, any part of that, um, just all the influences that being in the media and stuff that, um, comes with it. And I don't think that Kanye has like a lot of, be- uh, a lot of people around him that he feels like he can trust and that right. can actually, he can like, um, even like vent to, cause he was treating tw- Twitter like it was his like best friend and just venting out for like, you know, over like a full time like that. It was crazy. But that makes me wonder what happened and why he doesn't have those relationships. Like, where are those people that should be there for him? I think it's hard. I think when you're a celebrity, 
like I think sometimes it's really hard to like figure out who is really in your corner and who's just around to like profit off profit off you right because I think for like currently like his family is like allowing him to be exploited in the media because it's good attention right but now I think it's kind of gotten to the point where now people are like okay it's not cool anymore like obviously he needs like some kind of help um Dave Chappelle recently flew out to be with him in Wyoming um after he you know saw the campaign video and saw him live tweeting um how much do you guys think is this more mental illness or do you think some of this is his personality because some people are saying like yes Kanye West has bipolar disorder but also he's anti-black and a misogynist how do y'all feel about that I feel like it's a bad cocktail. Mm. Like, bad. That part. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, honestly, I feel like he needs, like, at this point, I feel like a doctor medically needs to go ahead and get him in a facility, facility even if, because you can be admitted without... But, not but doesn't he have to be a danger to himself or others in order for them to legally be able to commit him without him agreeing to it? Yeah, but if he continues down this path, then they're going to go ahead and be like, okay, he's a danger to himself. Like, yeah. it's just really sad. I, Especially I, because there's kids involved, and, like, it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, he even, um, uh, I think when it comes to whether it's, your question was, like, whether it was, um, like, his personality versus mm-hmm. his mental disorder, mm-hmm. I think, you know, too many times, um, you know, I think it's kind of dangerous for us to kind of put it on his his mental health diagnosis because, um, you know, a lot of people have uh, a lot of uh, some of those disorders and are still being able to manage um, life and, you know, with them, right? Right, right, right. Um, and I think a lot of it is, like, how the environment that Kanye has put himself in over the last, like, what, 20 years now, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years? Um, I think it's just, it's, a, it's one that has enabled Kanye to, um, be himself, um, and and that has kind of just outputted what we what we see on a on a daily basis now. No, that's real. I definitely um, we're just gonna be praying for Kanye. Like you know, I'm not the biggest Kanye West fan because obviously you know you talking shit about Harriet Tubman, talking about slaves wanting to be mm-hmm. like that was a choice. Some of that, in my personal opinion, like you know, I don't know if that's your uh, disorder, but I don't like it either way. And I just feel like that's very anti-black and misogynistic. But we are praying for him and his family. Kanye, wishing you the best. Quick question, actually. He needs, you know, medicine. He needs medication. Well, I mean, that's why people are able to deal with it right. because they're they on function medicine. because they're, they're functioning. Right. They're that's managing it. Exactly. Do you guys think that Dave Chappelle? I think Dave Chappelle going out there on a plane was like very well intentioned, mm-hmm. but when it got on camera and you know turned into like a hey, Dave Chappelle came here to go check on me. I think that was, I feel like that was kind of enabling Kanye to still Kanye his, his way out of it, you know? And yeah. it was not helpful in the, in the end, I don't think. Yeah. Right. I, it's feeding the beast. What'd you say, Simone? I said it's feeding the beast. Oh, yeah, exactly. Big facts. All right, guys, moving on to our next topic. Since we have two parents in the building, pandemic parenting, guys. Corona, the race wars, everything else. What's going on? How has parenting been like trying to like keep yourself and your kids sane during all of this? Well, my plants, man. Not, you know, not drink- no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. These kids. Oh, 
We're not talking about your plans. I thought talking, you was my bad. No, we talking, we talking about kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These these kids don't go to sleep at night. They stay up all night. Bro. All night. When I say my daughter does not, like, she's a vampire. She don't sleep at all, like, during normal sleeping hours. Are you, she, what are you uh, when I woke up this morning at, like, <laughs> 8, she was up. Ethan was And she didn't go to sleep until, like, 10, 11. Yay. I literally just had to go wake her up. It's like, what is it, like, 6, 536? Just had to go wake her up to eat because she didn't sleep all day. That's what they she was do. up all night. They up all night, sleep all day. They want to be on games. It's just Roblox. It's Roblox. And it, you, saw Roblox got some sex, you saw Roblox got sex rooms now? I said, oh, hell no. They got sex rooms. Yes. They have sex rooms. Your child? No, a parent done put it on Facebook. And then I saw it and I went on there to see. And all the parents are on the forum now like, yes, Roblox has a sex room now. Oh, Roblox is canceled. Robot? What are y'all saying? Robots? Roblox. What is that? What is that? We we don't it's, have kids. We don't it's know online. Kids. It's an online game. So they like create characters. It's kind of like The Sims kind online, of. like live. Because you're they're all with like, your friends on like together. And they have sex right? in this it, game. Yeah, they are now have like they just incorporated where the kid like you, say for instance you got this boyfriend and now you can go in there and have sex with with your friend and it's like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. This is what they do all day. And I get harassed because they have Robux, which is like the money on there. And I get harassed to spend money so she can buy new outfits. Yeah. And that's just like Fortnite. You have V-Bucks for Fortnite so you can get all the cool outfits and characters and swords and all this stuff. It's crazy. Like, I really be throwing books at my child. Like, read. (laughs) (laughs) You read one of them damn books, right? Like, and I buy hella books. Like, she got books for days. Read yeah. these books. I ain't gonna lie, they really sound like my mama because it's been like a whole bunch of books she bought me, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get to it. Big facts. Meanwhile, I got this Dreamcast over here. <laughs> I remember once I was at um, the house and uh, Coda was playing Fortnite, and I didn't know much about Fortnite, so I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm playing Fortnite," and I was like who are these? Because I heard grown-ups talking. I said, who are these grown voices I hear? He's like, these are my homeboys. And one of the boys is like, yeah, little nigga, kill him. Get him. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I say, I have to block and delete so many people every day. I'm like, blah, blah. And he's like, mom, those are my That's friends. I'm like, you don't know them. Yeah. Those are not your friends. He's yeah. like, but they be winning with me. They help me win. I'm like, I don't give a damn if they help you win, lose, draw, draw four, draw two. You are not playing with them. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> is, is there like a some kind of vocabulary that is immediately downloaded whenever you become a mom? Because I feel like they all have the same, like, <laughs> I don't care who it is. Uno, draw two. Oh, mom, it's Fortnite. Boy, I'm about to Fortnite your face if yeah. you keep talking to me. Yeah. Like, everything becomes a verb. Like, everything <laughs> is a verb. <laughs> if you don't get your... <laughs> okay. You better go sit your mind down. Shit. So I'm sure you guys. You know, my cussing got worse a little bit. My cussing got worse when I became my mom. You got mom cuss words. It's like a separate book. It's like real, yeah. I feel like mom cuss words are like compound words. They'd be like, God damn fuck shit. If you don't got, it's never like a complete. They got to get it all out. It's just like. Or they throw random words in between the cuss word. Like. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember one time uh, my mom, she got mad at me. And she was like, boy, I'll make you rope like okra. And I was like, what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, you say she got mad at you. 
Yeah, she got mad. When was was this? Because you never got in trouble. I know. It was so rare. I was so used to her yelling at Alicia. And so when she yelled at me, I think her brain kind of stopped working because she said, well, I'm going to make it rope like okra. And I was like, I don't (laughs) know what that means, but I'm afraid. I'm terrified. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of kids, so, you know, everyone's been talking about the return to school, Mm dum-dum-dum. And if, like, it's a good idea to send kids back to school, how some states are, like, really against it, the government is trying to push it, so some counties are doing virtual schooling, some are actually trying to make the kids come back in person. Ladies, what are your thoughts? So, for me, it's different for me. So, Ethan is 12, and he is autistic. Um, He is very low on the spectrum, but for him, just even being in those last, and even though he's very low, very smart, he's beat every odd, um, he does not like light change. So even when he had to go back to school online, just that little bit when COVID first hit, he didn't want to do it. He didn't understand. Like, he he had anxiety so bad. Like, I got to sit right here in front of this computer. He couldn't understand why his teacher was looking at him through the screen. And he's like, I want to go to school because for one, too, he loves school loves school he loves to go he loves to read he loves to write he likes his friends and so I'm trying to explain to him like see I have to literally drive him around and show him like see GameStop's not open school's not open and even still he didn't grasp the concept so this year and he likes riding the bus and so you know this year with this happening it's like I don't want to send them back to school only because of the simple fact of it is a lot you know what I'm saying like as far as kids are not going to keep on masks kids are not about to just stop touching each other and Mm -hmm. you know doing all the social distancing it's not going to happen it's not going to happen kindergartners first grade it doesn't matter it's not going to happen but then too a part of me was like he for Ethan mainly like I know that him being in front of this computer he's it's not he's it's not gonna work like he might sit here for a minute but he's gonna get up he's he's gonna tell me like I don't I don't like sitting in front of the computer I want to see my teacher I don't want you know so it's gonna be a whole big deal and I think people don't realize that even um I know this girl she has a down syndrome child and she she wasn't feeling it like even other moms in the special needs community it's just like dang like you know this is a lot one of Ethan's classmates me and her mom was talking and you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. But we just have to deal with it and adapt to it because this is life right now. Yep. And, you know, it is what it is. But I so I had up up and up with it. Like I was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like they should be forced back, um, especially with a pandemic going on and your safety. You know, you about to go to school. Kids have germs. They're the most people who have germs. They're nasty. They pick their boogers. They always got their hands in them out. Let me, it's just journey. They're right. not about to 24 seven be like, oh, wipe your hands. They're not doing that. They're touching each other. Think about when kids get sick. They get earaches. They get sore throats. They get strep throat. All be from each other. It starts at daycare. Yeah. So for me, I feel like them not going back to school is a good thing because they're immune to their household. And then the two, it sucks for the kids that are being abused. And then two, it sucks for the kids that are used to that it, who has a special need so I was just like up and up with it but I am essentially glad that they're going to be at home mm. yeah. and then for me my this is my son's first year in actual school he's going to kindergarten so I feel like for me even with him being home in March it was really really hard because he's five like five-year-olds don't 
what? He, my, my hand hurts. So he wrote three letters. <laughs> three letters. Now all of a sudden your hand hurts. You're tired. Like he's falling out. It's not the same level of structure because he's comfortable. He's at home. This isn't a learning environment. This is my safe space. So I don't have to, I shouldn't have to do all this. Why do I have to do this here? You're not my teacher. Like that was the problem for him. Whereas my daughter, she's one to <laughs> right. Like <laughs> I don't want to be your teacher. <laughs> but no, with my daughter, she's ten. She's going into fifth grade, and she's like, I don't want to wear a mask all day. I don't want to do that. Like she, it was easier for her to acclimate to doing stuff at home, right, on the computer, because mm-hmm. she can get up, she'll knock her work out, get it done, and then she can go on about the rest of her day. So she wasn't concerned. But I'm, it's going to be hard trying to work from home and trying to juggle the differences between the two because he's going to need way more attention than she is. Right. Has the school, has the school <laughs> given you guys like any kind of, um, I guess, like tips or like insight into like how they're going to like do this or like some... They ain't giving no tips because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, they're, they're confused too. Like they're, They know nothing. Right, because before they made it to where no, nobody's going back to school, they were going to do A and B. So it's going to be A, kids that are in A, kids are in B. So they're going to go to school for three days and have two days at home. Then this portion, because they felt like that was social distancing. So everybody's kind of like, mm, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll work. But then now they're just, like, everybody's scattered. They send me emails every day. Every it's the other same day. Email. And everything keeps changing because at first they were giving us the option of whether we wanted to send them to school or not. not. Then they were like, oh, wait, no, we changed our mind. It's going to be 100% virtual. Yeah, yeah. And now they're sending emails like, oh, if your child needs a computer, let us know. Oh, dang, we might not have enough. And so, like, it, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's just then they're saying, too, it, it is. It's all over the place. It's not no structure because it wasn't, everybody, everybody's foreign to this. Everybody's right. foreign to this. So every we just like we adapting, the teachers gonna be adapting, and a lot of the teachers are happy because they don't have to wear masks all day and they don't have to do this. But at the hospital, one thing I will say is I don't think that the teachers are getting enough credit. People aren't considering the teachers that have health issues, like teachers that are more vulnerable. They're worried about the kids and they're worried about the parents, but nobody's talking to the teachers. Nobody's asking the teachers what they want to do. Nobody's asking them how they feel about it. It's just, oh, this works for us, or we got the money for this, or the kids need to go back to school. And I guess y'all just gonna have to be there too. Nobody asked them for their input. Right. And teachers, teachers don't get paid enough as it is. Like I'm, I'm not also about to be a health specialist, like trying to like, you know, be contagion. I just can imagine being a parent, like in those districts where like, they're trying to make the kids come back to school physically. Because if I was a parent in one of those districts and my child went to school, they'd have to stay at school because you're not going to bring the Rona back into the house because I'm older than you and my survival chances are not as high. You know, so you I yeah, yeah. I'll be like government. You want them at school? You going They gonna have to take care of you. This your uncle. You better son. find him a bubble. Right? Like I, I just, I don't know what I would do. Because I'd be like, well, you, you volunteer as tribute. You're gone. Okay. <laughs> you want to learn? How bad? Right. By mocking Jay. Um, something it's else. Just so that a lot, a lot of. It's just it's a it's this. It's a lot of conspiracies. It's a lot of things that are false that the media has put out there with this virus. And the reason I say that is because I've seen it firsthand. So that's why I can say that. But I just feel like people don't take it serious. You know, even even us, you know, like we've been out. You know, we've been places that maybe we should not have been. But I feel like a lot of times people 
are t- are not like for instance um our governor he is he don't care like you don't want people to wear masks how crazy do you think now if they hit trying to promote people telling people to put masks on but you just right yeah and my thing is like She's not the only mayor that has that mandate out, right? Because the cab county right. got the same one. He didn't right. sue the state. Um, I'm sorry, the city of Atlanta. He sued Keisha Landsbottom mm-hmm. specifically because yeah. of her um, executive orders saying yeah. that the, you know the city needs yeah. to wear masks because, and, because she's a black woman. Yeah, because exactly. there are other like white women mayors that have done the same thing in Georgia, mm-hmm. and there is no lawsuit. Um, I did want to switch gears really quickly. Um, these two wonderful ladies, you both have beautiful children. Um, and I know this is something we talked about, like, off screen, something that y'all, you know, may have some experience in is, what is it like dating when you have a child? Man. Like, what, what, what's, what's your experience? Because I got these plants, and it's already hard enough keeping them hydrated. I'm, I'm <laughs> it is, because I have two plants that I bought, and I feel so bad, because they look so raggedy. They are so, <laughs> they are so, it's, it's bad. I'm a bad Plant like, parent. Okay. Yeah, my roses You're don't a great even regular parent. <laughs> my roses don't even be staying alive that long. I be forgetting. So I know I couldn't have no plants. But dating with kids, um, for me is like it takes a lot for me to bring somebody into my kids' lives. Because for one, like they know their fathers, you know, they know them as dad. And I've only brought one person around them so far outside of their fathers and they are seven and 12. So for me, like, if I'm gonna bring you around my kids, like I gotta know for a fact, like this is serious. Maybe this is going somewhere. I gotta see how you are with your kids first, if you have any, or, you know, like just your personality or if you're genuine or who you are, because my kids, especially my youngest one, he about to ask questions. He about to be all in the mix. Like, you know, and you have to be very careful about who you have your kids around because you just don't know people's intentions. And two, it's a balance. It's like sometimes people don't, who may not have kids, don't know how to deal with people who have kids or they may not be like, oh, or they may not be like, they may think kids get on their nerves and stuff like that. Like you have to really know a person because if, if you don't want kids or kids getting on their nerves, then what are we here for? Cause I'm coming with a package. Right. So you just have to be very mindful. Would y'all date a man that has kids? <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> this I, feel, I feel so bad because it can, it has a tendency to be very biased. It's very double standard esque. Um, because I feel like with us being the people that we are, we have a handle on our situations with our kids and their dads and all that. Like we, we have a handle on that. We, there are boundaries. They know what lines not to cross. They know who they can and cannot talk. Like it's defined. So whoever we're dating doesn't have a problem in that regard. But I feel like men are, they're less likely to take control of that situation the way that it needs to happen. So they just let baby mama do say whatever. She calling, she got an attitude. She's showing up at the house. I don't have time for that. So unless I know for a fact that you have a really good handle on your situation, I've always been reluctant. This is, I'm dating someone now. This is the first time I've dated anybody with kids. And when I found out, it was questionable. Yeah, because they always walk. Meanwhile, you over there, over here, uh, look, talking to your own kids, like, hey, okay, I can't believe this man got some kids. (laughs) Exactly. I 
be over it. I'd be like, oh hell no, nah. because it's like 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 C said, like it is. They walk on eggshells, you know what I'm saying? Like you be like, I ain't got time for that, because I don't be want to go to jail for having to beat up your baby mama because you know she get disrespectful. Like I ain't trying to do all that. Right, but they I mean, set boundaries. Could, okay, but couldn't okay? Isn't the baby mama situation, um, like or you know, dating a man with who has a, a child in that baby mama situation similar to like, um, Oh, yes, this is not really. Um, yeah, never mind. I'm actually going to withdraw that question. <laughs> he's like, he's like, y'all right. Just y'all got it. <laughs> Whatever you feel is the, good enough. The, for mo- you. the mother is always right. Always. You won. <laughs> Basically. Um, so we have a segment. This is one of my favorite segments. We haven't done this in a while, but we huh. have a mystery question for the ladies mm-hmm. of break the narrative. Are you guys ready for your mystery question? I'm yes, scared. I need my drums from the park garage band. Don't okay. give her no drums. <laughs> so, are you ready for this? Let's yes. go. Okay, so we talked about dating, and um, the mystery question is, let's say you did meet a guy, right? And he, uh, for the sake of conversation, didn't have any kids or anything, and everything was going pretty well. And he um, kind of just posed the question to you. was like, hey, you know what? I'm really digging what we have going on right now. You know, um, you know, I know you, you know, you have your kid and everything and I don't want, you know, any kind of um, time to, I don't want you to feel like you have to like split any time or anything between us, obviously. Um, so if we can continue this uh, relationship or entanglement, um, how do you feel about um, expounding it or expanding it into a, um, like a polyamory open relationship kind of situation? Yes. Or if you were dating a woman, Oh, yeah, well, or yeah. a man, like yeah. you know, you have you you introduce oh, something. They're mm-hmm. like, they're like, you got a kid. I want you to have time with your kid. Right. You know, can can we have like some other people involved? Just so that all that time commitment isn't on just I'm, one person. I'm for it. I'm for Listen, it. I'm for, I'm for it. I'm for it. You know why? Because I'll, I'll that takes stress tell. off of my plate. Okay, I don't have to be fully devoted here and there. I can be available when I'm available. We come and go as we please. There's no expectations no obligations no none of that we just in the wind we entangled we entangled baby we entangled we entangled <laughs> do you understand yes so, so the women of break the narrative you guys heard it first they are pro polyamory okay they are oh, open it it. do you and i'm gonna do me too i'm damn sure gonna do me <laughs> Hey guys, uh, on to the next segment. This one is not as light. Um, so on July 17th, Private Mejor Morta was found dead by a lake on the base of Fort Hood. Now this is Fort Hood's third death this month. Their mm-hmm. third. Um, before everyone knows, like um familiar with the Vanessa Gillian case where her mother was like, all in the media trying to like help people like find my daughter why can't you find my daughter like she was on this base like what do you mean you can't find her and unfortunately they found her dismembered um not too far from the base and one of the prime assailants another military member when her body was found he killed himself to avoid punishment um but i do think they took some other people um into custody um, it's just really sad. Like some people are speculating, they think that there is a serial killer on the base targeting minorities. That's wild. That's very scary. It's scary. That's sad. That is crazy. It's scary because this is a military base. Right. That like 
what, what so what y'all doing like what <laughs> but yeah it's i feel like if it's a military base this is what y'all are here for so y'all it's your job to protect people it's your job to know what's going on is this is what you're supposed to do right. y'all can send troops in, over in afghanistan and find osama bin laden but y'all can't find a serial killer that's on a base in in your own country right yeah, that part yeah <laughs> Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Or they just don't care because they're minorities that are being killed. Right. Yeah, they're covering, and, and it's all, they always cover shit up. And at the end of the day, it is a serial killer. They know who the, who, who the hell doing that shit. Um, as someone that's a veteran, so I was in the Air Force. Thank, um, thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. I'll just put it this way. You know, like, military, you know, they, it falls under a different set of, like, rules. Like, it's not even the same type of laws that govern the military. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people do sign up to protect and serve. And like, you know, you do expect the military to have their back. Like the whole point of it is like camaraderie. Um, You're watching each other's back because you are away from your families and people that care about you. But unfortunately, right. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. Like a lot of things happen. A lot of, you know, awful things happen to service members and a lot of that stuff goes unsolved and, it's really unfortunate. And so Fort Hood, like they've had like a series of like strange things happen, but three deaths in a month, they definitely need to evaluate. Yeah. They need to send, like the inspector general down. He need to be like, what the fuck? Is right. Yeah, that's crazy. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving right along, Serena Williams and her wonderful daughter, Olympia, another wonderful mom-daughter duo. Uh, her daughter recently has become the youngest Pro sports team owner ever. My daughter got more money. Period. Than me. More money than me. It's crazy. Her okay. her mother. You, go ahead. I was gonna say that's how you do it. You that build that a, generational wealth. Pass it down. Keep it going. Period. Don't. I'm not just gonna leave my money for you. I'm gonna make sure you have your own money. Yeah. Starting at, at this two. age. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, Serena Williams, her daughter, and Natalie Portman. They are the new owners of the Angel City. Um, National Soccer League, Women's Soccer League's team. Uh, amazing. I'm a big soccer fan. I got to go to the World Cup in 2012 in the UK. It was amazing. Um, it was amazing. And I wasn't a soccer fan before then. They call it football. So I wasn't a football fan before that. And then when I got over there, like, every you think football and basketball is big here. No, soccer is like a world sport. It is huge. But, you know, um, Atlanta, what's our soccer team? We won. You know, if you go to their um their um game their games or what's what they call it games, games? <laughs> it's so lit. Like they say, it's so lit. Bruh, I've been to one. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a couple of them. Um, just like because you know friends are going, and you know I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go. And yeah. like it's like the most like um truest like fandom. I feel like because yes. everybody really wanted to get behind the soccer team because. Like you said, soccer is so big around the world. Mm-hmm. And so when yeah. Atlanta got a team, people were like, all right, we're going to really become actual fans as opposed mm-hmm. to like, you know, Falcons fans where they're kind of like fair weather and even like the Hawks fans and never good. Um, no shade. What did you say about the Falcons? Never good? Nothing? Nothing good? Excuse me? Oh, we're always good. We're great even when we ain't great. As long as you realize you ain't great. But... um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean... They have definitely made me have a heart attack a couple of times. Yeah, but um, the the idea that Serena got her uh, daughter this 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 sports team, this franchise, right, 
like outside of the fact that like okay yes yeah, like maybe like a lesser known in quotation marks mm-hmm. um, team but just mm-hmm. the really just the practice of having that kind of mindset for Olympia right. um mm-hmm. that's the, the important part here it's, this is really just like a a life lesson that she's like putting out there mm-hmm. and it's going to be invaluable and um it's going to be great one of the things I didn't want to mention around like Serena Williams was I remember watching an interview with uh, Marshawn Lynch actually mm-hmm. um football player um you guys know Marshawn Lynch yeah. Okay. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, Marshawn Lynch was having an interview and they were asking him, this is around the time when Serena was pregnant, and they were like, hey, would you play Serena Williams in a tennis match uh, while she's pregnant? And then his response was no. And it was like, well, why not? Is it because it's not fair? And, or is it because it's not fair because she's pregnant? And then he's like, no, it's not fair because she's Serena Williams. Like, she's the best tennis player of all time, pregnant or not. And I think that kind of, like, he kind of, like, turned the whole question on his head because the interviewer was thinking about, like, okay, you know, like, you know, being a mother or being pregnant actually, like, just is opposed to somehow, you know, lessen your skill set. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just it was kind of like an interesting answer from another like top tier athlete and seeing how much they like, you know, respect each other. Right. He was like, yeah. I don't want to see I don't want to see her on the court. I don't want He don't want no smoke. Um, yeah, I just really love this story, particularly because I think black ownership, um, we've been talking a lot recently about black owned business, having your own stuff. Um, black people don't own enough things. And I think this is another key lesson in like teaching people that like you're never too young to have your own business, but also the importance of Black ownership. So shout out to Serena Williams and her daughter. Yeah, and um, speaking of, this is a great time to talk about our own Black-owned business. Hey, Uh, We're Black and we own it. But we have the candle line. And um, make sure you guys pick up a candle in your spare time. Right now I have the the wonderful lavender sandalwood. We also have a a wonderful vanilla bourbon available. Um, so check that out at your closest Audacity store. Yes. The internet. You can DM us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our website coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some things coming soon. What'd you say? I said shout out to y'all. I can't wait to buy my candle. Okay, I need one of them. <laughs> um, last topic. Um, so we have been hearing a lot recently about the legislature of women's bodies. Like mm-hmm. there's been a lot of talk about you know, should abortion be legal? Um, should you have the right to tell women what they can or can't do with their bodies? And there are proponents on both sides, right? Um, I wanted to ask you, ladies, at what point when you found out you were pregnant, did you know, like, I am going to be a mother? Like, I have the level of confidence. I can do this. Like, I am going to be a mom. When did I have a level of confidence? Never. <laughs> never. It was never a, like, okay, I can do this. Like, it's, terrifying you're responsible for an entire life like a whole living breathing person especially being a mom so young when I had my daughter I was 19 like I can barely take care of myself (laughs) most of the time and now I have to take care of another person like how there is no no confidence in that I feel like we just figure it out as we go yeah I agree there's no rule book yeah I feel like when I was young uh, I had Ethan when I was 18 um, I went through postpartum. I was scared. I remember when I was, had him in the hospital, everybody, his dad had left. My mom had left. I didn't have nobody up there. And he started crying and I was crying right with his ass. And he looked, he, 
<laughs> he in the thing crying, and you would think I would get up and get him. I'm laying in the bed like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then and the nurse comes in there, and she's like, is everything okay? And I was like, can you get him? Because I want to just throw him out the window. And she's like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> and so I feel like gradually as you – I grew with him. He grew with me, and we, we got – I got it together with him. And you just learn. It, it just comes natural. Um, with C- Coda, of course, I was older and much more prepared in life and everything, you know, was more structured. So it just came naturally. But with Ethan, I learned. The being love, make, it makes it so much easier because it's like you, it's literally your heart outside of your body. Like, how can you you gave life to this person. There's, there's no way. Like you came for me. How if I don't love myself, then like what, what are we doing? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I think that's really the driving force behind it. Like if you'll figure it out, you may not have all the answers, but the fact that you love this person so much, mm-hmm. you you can't help but to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to thank you both for being so kind of open with that kind of conversation, right? And but um, Alicia, I wanted to kind of ask you like a follow-up when you had mentioned you had kind of gone through postpartum a little bit um and some of you have any like you know um references also feel free to jump in but I kind of wanted to get an idea of like what that looks like for um um just to go through that postpartum like what were some of the your some of like experiences or even like um emotions going through that time um I just felt very disconnected like I felt like like I knew I loved him because he was mine but I wasn't in love you know how people say oh I'm in love at first sight I wasn't in love it was just like oh my god for me I went into like oh my god I gotta I gotta get a lot of jobs I gotta make sure me and him are good I gotta make sure this is that but it was never I didn't have an instant connection. I was very disconnected. And not only that, I didn't see, I felt, I thought I was okay. Everybody else saw it around me. My mom, my brother, like everybody, my friends who was close to me, like, they're like, you look so sad. Or is everything okay? Like, I didn't want to leave the house. I was moping around. I remember, I didn't even, I didn't bathe for like a whole week. Like that wasn't me, you know what I'm saying? I was just very depressed. Um, also he had colic. He had colic real bad. And so he was he slept all day and he was up crying all night. What's so I, I have a baby. So colic is where um no colic. They have, <laughs> the baby has gas and the oh, gas okay. the gas doesn't go away no matter what until they turn either six months or a year. In his well, last four years. I, I done dated some grown men with colic then. I know some grown men <laughs> that got colic. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like really why I look blue. Girl, I thought that was your hair. I thought that was you. No. But yeah, so it it, it was just really um it was, it was a stressful moment. And so I really had to um, just keep busy. I kept trying and it's crazy because just like how postpartum hits you, it leaves. Just like how it comes, it leaves. Um, but it took me like a year to really like fully get connected, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I feel that. Um, we have to do this segment. It is a Audacity Podcast staple. Let it burn. Before let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> We're going to do white shit Things that white people do. 
guys, white shit, have you been experiencing any white shit recently? Anything been going on? Anything been, you know, bothering you? You want to go see for me? Um, my boss is just, he was just very discombobulated earlier and like he just being a real asshole okay. in we have um we had like this audit going on or whatever and then we had like a couple of people quit and he called me to his office and he was on the phone with his wife and she was upset because he didn't buy her the right ice cream mind you they're rich they're rich he she he didn't buy the right ice cream and so she was like very upset like you need to come home you need to go to the store now and come get it he's like god damn it i'm about to have these people coming she's like i don't care i do not care and he he started yelling at me like i was like whoa i don't know what you and um marianne got going on that's not her name but i don't know what you and marianne got going on but you need to fix that shit and get it together now he started throwing papers and everything it was just crazy we were at gilligan's island (laughs) do you know he do you know he left to go home to get her ice cream and he said because she would be very mad at him and not give him any because they have they're on a regiment this is what this girl close to me tell he he they only have sex like on like mondays and then like maybe like saturdays if she fills up to it and he said that she would not give him that oh okay and poor tante okay that's some white people shit that's some white people shit what about you simone any white shit been going on um just that one instance that I had when I went to the gym so I had finally started going back to the gym right and my gym requires you to wear a mask now mind you people aren't in the gym because everybody's still scared Mm -hmm. so it's like me there's like maybe four people four or five people in the whole gym the upstairs level in the gym there's no one up there but me right and I'm on the stationary bike I'm doing my whole thing vibing right my mask is like here because I couldn't breathe, so I had to uncover my nose. <laughs> Below your nose? Below your nose. So like, yeah, so it's like this. This lady comes upstairs, and you can tell she's frazzled already. Like, she walk up the stairs, she looked real timid, she's real, like, looking around, like, oh my god, what's going on? So she decides to come up. I'm literally the only person up here. You come up here next to me. Um, She flags me down. I got my headphones on. I can't hear. Flag me down. Ma'am, excuse me. Um, it's really making me uncomfortable. Can you put your mask all the way on? She better take her ass back downstairs. <laughs> First of all, there are multiple bikes. There's nobody on that side. There's nobody on this side. There's all these machines up here. But, but you want to come Yeah, but right also, here? like, if, if you see me and it makes you uncomfortable because I'm wearing my mask, like, below my nose... Why would you come up and flag me down to get closer to me? Right. Because you're not social distancing because you're in my face. Right. So, girl, what you want? What, what I was thinking about is if she had a problem with one person at that gym or, like, you know, just that, you shouldn't have gone to the gym. At all. Like, Thank you. I'm uncomfortable. So she goes downstairs and tells the girl that's working at the front desk, and she's like, I'm just really anxious, and I'm just really uncomfortable, and blah, 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 blah. And then when the girl walks away, she's like, girl, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if she that uncomfortable, she should have stayed at home. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some white shit. Recently, uh, my job, they're trying to introduce um, some new, like, incentive models. Mind you, we did not get our raises because of corona. Fuck that bitch. Oh, wow. Um, we didn't get our raises from our merit increases. We didn't get our uh, our bonus. We didn't get any of that. And now um, there's another team that I work with, and they're really behind on renewing clients, trying to get their money. And so now, but they get a regular salary, and they get compensated, like, 
for every uh, account they can close. So they get lots of money. So my director, who's Caucasian, was like, um, I am going to, you know, we had a really good idea. We want you and your team, my whole team is black, um, to start helping them close renewals. So we're going to give you like maybe six at a time and it'll be like a trial run. And it could be like a great way for you potentially to get incentivized. And so I was like, potentially. Potentially, that's the first thing, you know, you know, you have potential to the words. I said, so you want us to start doing another team's work, but they're getting paid for the stuff that we're closing, but we're not getting any money and you didn't give us our incentives or raises. Oh, no. And he was like, I don't work yeah. free. He was like, well, it's a trial. And I was like, well, it's not going to be a trial because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like, I don't work for free. You can try and find somebody else to do it because it's right. not like- Right. I Trial said, and error. Here's the error. This is the error. error. Thank the you. Error. I was like, because I don't work with Marie. You already owe me money. And now you want me to work and not get compensated. While this team, um, and the one guy that we would be helping, is his case is he's white. He's still getting his money. It's problematic. It's yeah. extremely like, problematic. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was don't work for like, like, hey, do more work, but we're not going to pay you more. Like, that don't make any I kind of math. No. At all. No, 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 thank you. Um, now it is time for Let It Burn. I guess if that's what you want to do. Can I sing it real like quick? Let it burn. Go ahead, sing it, girl. Wait, I forgot the lyrics. Let okay. it burn. Let it burn. Dang. What that's it. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did. did it. You did it. You did it. That, that was it. Moving on. That one, two. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you sing Let It Burn. What you got, Jamie, for this week? So, uh, as you guys know, this is a time in which we all, like, kind of just let something burn to kind of um, get rid of it. You know, just get it out of here. Um, and this is a time in which you would light this candle, but you don't have this candle yet. But you're going to get one. So, don't, don't you know, punish yourself too much. Don't, don't worry. feel bad. <laughs> um, but this week, personally, I'm going to let burn... Um, uh, kind of muffling my own sound. And, um, you know, I think I've noticed that, um, you know, just through time, right, uh, it had, what, what, is, what has happened is I haven't been as um, just loud for myself mm-hmm. as much as I feel like I needed to. So I'm thinking, uh, I think I'm going to stop muffling my own sound. I'm going to let that, that muffling burn. Good. I think this Thank week you. for me, what I'm going to let burn um is complacency i think i've been really like unhappy in my current job and i've been applying to jobs and not like as like much as i could be and i think like the pandemic definitely kind of plays a part like you just feel stuck stuck in the house you can't see your friends you're stuck here you know and so like i kind of feel stuck in this position but I ain't really got to be stuck. So I'm going to let Bird complacency and I'm going to get me a new fucking job. You got it. You get that job. What about you ladies? Y'all have anything y'all want to burn? I do. And mine's kind of along those same lines um, with both of you, with what you both just said. I'm going to let self-sacrifice burn Ooh. for the sake of others. Come on, mama. I'm not... I'm not in a in a place anymore where I'm willing to sacrifice my own peace of mind, my own happiness, my own anything for the sake of somebody else or their feelings or their thoughts or their own their level of comfort. I'm right. not sacrificing myself for that anymore. That's gotta go. That part. That's awesome. Because I was gonna say something like that too. Because I had a situation where it's somebody's birthday today, but we don't really, you know talk like that and then she got mad because like I didn't send her nothing 
you didn't even tell me happy birthday and my birthday just passed and quite frankly people know i don't give a damn but it's just like sometimes then i was like you know what okay i'm gonna I'm just send her something because maybe she needs it but then it's like damn no you I don't need to do that you know what i'm saying so sometimes you have to stop putting other people ahead of you in front of you and so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna let it burn what you gonna let burn that we want to thank the ladies from break the narrative for joining us this week on the audacity it has been a pleasure we definitely have you guys back please tell the listeners where they can find you so what are we doing we doing group pages we doing our own pages what are we doing we have our website www.breakthenarrative.com you guys can find us on there we have, um, we're on every um, social media platform, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Are you on MySpace? We're on Linktree. MySpace still exists? <laughs> yes. It does? You're not in my top eight. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that hurts. <laughs> we're on Linktree. We're on every, um, you know, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. What else? Am I missing something? Instagram is at Break the Narrative Pod. Yeah. Um, Twitter is at Break Narrative. Break the Narrative on Facebook. And then our individual, you can find me. It's at you see me. You see three eyes M E. Yeah. I, 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 people always ask me. I don't know. What am I? I'm Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> and then also two guys. So we have Max. Oh. <laughs> Those and we guys. have Cubs. Come on, Cubs. Okay. Come on, Murph. Okay. And we also have shirts. Right, you show your shirt shirts. this whole time. Show your shirt, your sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. This is Breaking Narrative, too. It says VTN on here. Super cute. Yeah. And then so we have shirts. And the listeners, they can get your merch on your website. Yeah, so we're, we're right we'll place the order because they ain't okay, up there yet. Okay, okay. We're, we're still working on the merch part for the website. It should okay. be soon, but anybody can DM us and let us know what they would like. Okay, y'all, make sure y'all get some Break the Narrative merch. It's super cute. I'm definitely about to get a mask. I really <laughs> like that. That's super dope. Um, the Audacity, you can find us um, on IG at The Audacity JME Word. and Warren on Twitter, The Audacity Podcast, on Facebook, The Audacity Podcast, on YouTube, The Audacity Exclamation Mark Podcast. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, you can find me at uh, Say Less Jamie, J M E, and you can find him at Warren World 18. I know I did the point, but I, mean, I don't know if he was like my sister, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. IG. Oh, yeah. um, thank you ladies again for joining us we really, really enjoyed it, it. Um, oh until the future bye bye